Good evening. Wisdom Eccentrics by Naktang Rinpoche. Chapter 8. Then I ruined it all. Thank you, Rinpoche. Why, Tomyor, there is nothing to thank. Do you think I say this to please you? Do you think Kunzang Dorje is a flatterer? No, Rinpoche, I just wanted to be polite. Yeah, 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 Tomyor. Maybe come back again the day after tomorrow. Maybe you sit all day tomorrow and try to gain clarity. Chapter 8 Dokiense Yeshe Dorje. Oh, yeah, Rinpoche sighed with dramatic weariness. You have come back again. Where did you go yesterday? He asked, as if he expected me to tell him I had been to Mandy and back to buy a bag of sweeties. I walked round the lake and I practised in my room, Rinpoche. All day walking and practising? Yes, Rinpoche. And the day before? The same? He asked, with more or less the same expectation as before. The same, Rinpoche. Walking round the lake and practising. Rinpoche said nothing for a while, but simply sat observing me. Maybe today I will say something more of Dokiense. But you must listen well and try not to be a Tomyur. Dujun Rinpoche has written that you have a good heart, but he does not say that you are not a Tomyur. Maybe with Dujum Rinpoche you are not speaking like a Tomyur. I decided that I would avoid answering that on the basis that anything I said was likely to incriminate me. Ha! Now you hide from Kunzangdorje! Ouch! Trapped again. Y yes, Rinpoche, but I meant no disrespect. It's just that I have no answer to what you just said. Always you must have an answer, he shouted. Answer now! I had no choice, so I just told it like I thought it was. I don't think I spoke like an idiot, Rinpoche, but but that's because Dudjan Rinpoche didn't ask me questions the way you ask me questions. Yeah, this answer is not the answer of a Tomyur. Next time you answer me, you must use your intelligence. Anyhow. I will now speak of Dokiense. One time there were two young Drokpas who wanted to test whether Dokiense was clairvoyant. One Drokpa feigned death and the other asked Dokiense for bardo rites. Dokiense put ash on the head of the Drokpa who'd feigned death and his friend discovered that he actually was dead. Horrified, he pleaded with Dokiense to resurrect his friend. Dokiense shouted, "Za!" and the lad returned to life. He apologised profusely for his deceit and later became a disciple and an accomplished meditator. What do you say to this? 
This time I just said the first thing that came into my head. I find it hard to believe that two young drokpas would attempt to test Dokiense Yeshe Doje or any Lama in this way. Yeah, good. Now you have your natural intelligence again. This is a Tomyo story and I do not believe it for two reasons. First, it is as you say. Second, I have never heard a name for this Drokpa who was supposed to have become a great meditator. If such a person existed, there would be a name, but there is no name. This is a story told to Tomyos by Tomyos. So maybe you are not always a Tomyo. Anyway, I cannot think that Dujum Rinpoche would send me a Tomyo unless the Tomyo can be redeemed. Yes, Rinpoche. Ha! Tomyo! You agree again! He shouted. I told you before, I do not need you to agree with me. Why do you act like a Tomyo? Do you do this deliberately? Damned if I did and damned if I didn't. I was caught in a fork. What was I to say to that? Well, I said the only thing I could say. I have confidence in Kyabje Dujum Rinpoche. If he says I must come here to study with you, then I must have a chance to cease being an idiot. Hmm, Rinpoche hummed. You must know that I can have no argument with this. Rinpoche sat in silence for some minutes, some ten minutes, and then he began to speak again. You should know that Do Kiense once taught at Lao Tang. During the teaching, two monks and a fellow called Ursel arrived and sat in the back of the meditation hall. At the end of the teaching, Dokiense approached them and asked, Why are you here? They answered, To receive teaching, Rinpoche. We've travelled many days for your teachings. Dokiense asked, Do you have a Lama? Yes, we have a Lama. And who is this Godam Lama? Our Lama is Megyur Namka, Rinpoche. Then Dokiense became furious and shouted, Who is this Megyur Namka? If you want to receive teachings, abandon this Lama. If you can't, then leave now. Dejectedly, the three left. Dokiense completed the teachings some days later. He was then to give an empowerment. The two monks appeared in the audience again with the fellow Ursel. Dokiense saw them and expelled them from the hall. A few days passed and many practitioners arrived for another cycle of teachings and instruction. Ursel and the monks saw what was happening and asked a third time to be allowed into the teachings. They were rejected again for the same reason given on the first occasion. The two monks were highly frustrated and were of the same opinion. We've travelled far to get these teachings. If we go home without having received anything, it'll be our shame and we will be disgraced. We've decided, they confided to Ursel. 
that we will tell Dokiense that we have abandoned our Lama, but secretly we shall keep him in our hearts. Ursel wasn't happy with this idea and replied, I can't abandon my Lama, even as a ploy. Megyur Namco Rinpoche isn't at fault that I should say I've abandoned him. I can't do this, even to receive teachings from Dokiense Rinpoche. The next day, the two monks told Dokiense they'd abandoned their Lama and they were immediately invited to take their places in the hall. Ursel presented himself again, but said that he could not abandon his Lama. He was expelled as before. Ursel naturally felt extremely sad. There was no chance now to receive teachings. He packed his gear and left. Before he had reached the end of the valley, however, he heard the sound of a horse swiftly approaching. The horseman reined in and came to an abrupt halt, calling out, Dokiense Rinpoche has called you back. You may now receive the teachings. Ursel was delighted and returned. Dokiense had waited to commence the teachings until Ursel arrived and no sooner was he seated than Dokiense announced, If you go to receive teachings from a lama, you should be like Ursel. You two miserable monks, so-called students of Magyar Namka. If you meet another lama, you'll probably abandon me as you abandoned him. Leave immediately and never return. Consequently, Ursel became a close disciple of Dokiense, and it was entirely evident that abandoning Megyur Namka Rinpoche was not even a consideration. Ursel's mind mixed with that of Dokiense, and Ursel became known as Aku Nya Drama, the man who is like him. So, with this story, there is nothing to ask and nothing to say. I simply tell this so that you will know something. It is for you to remember. I sat silent. Was Rinpoche going to ask me to abandon Dujan Rinpoche? No. If he was going to do that, he would have told me the story afterwards. So why did he tell me this, if we were not to discuss it? I did not know what was coming next, but as I had not been asked a question, I decided I'd simply sit there until Rinpoche asked me to leave. Rinpoche yawned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I may as well tell you about Dokiense then. He was the son of Nienchen Pangla, the protector of the land of my birth. Dokiense was born on the 15th day of the 10th month of the Iron Monkey year of the 15th Rabjung. The place of his birth was Kongser Kandro in the Valley of Ma. Nienchen Pangla could not be his physical father, so his adopted father was Chukko Sonampen of the Golok Akyong clan. With the mention of Akyong, Rinpoche gave me a strange look. I said nothing. Ah, Kyong, he repeated, and looked me in the eye for a moment. It was not uncomfortable, but it was weird. It was as if he were telling me something, 
it was transmission, my mind was too dense to experience any more than the sensation of oddness. I felt unable to speak. I had an intense desire to say, what is it about Akyong Rungshe? Why is this name important? But it was as if I were asleep and seeing Rinpoche in a dream. I felt unable to move, as if bringing my consciousness into my limbs would be an enormous effort. The room was somehow a long way away and the light was somehow diffuse. There seemed to be a sound of something that I could not identify. Then, slowly, reality slipped back into place. I was seated in front of Rinpoche, just as I had been before. It was as if I'd had some momentary petit mal seizure. After a moment, I repeated the name of the Golok clan, Akyong. Rinpoche nodded. Akyong. Now, I suppose I could have asked what it meant that this word Akyong was being repeated meaningfully, but without any meaning being made apparent. Asking a question at that point seemed foolhardy, and so I opted for silence. If Rinpoche wanted to tell me more, he would. If he wanted a response, he'd demand it. So there was no need for me to risk his ire by asking anything. He then proceeded with the account. The Machu flows through fertile green fields. It's a wonderful valley, a beautiful place. Many great lamas, many tertons have lived there. Also, many tomyos. Anyhow, Dokyense Yeshe Dorje was recognised as the incarnation of Jigme Limpa by Dodrupchen, the third Shechen Rabjam, Katog Situ, and Sakya Kongma Wangin Nyingpo. Rinpoche stopped at that point. You know of Wangbud Nyingpo? I didn't, so he explained. He was a disciple of Jigme Limpa. Anyhow, this is not so important. So Dog Yense passed all the tests that were put before him and it was universally agreed that he was exactly who everyone held him to be. An important point in Dog Yense's life, which occurred at the age of 16, was meeting Ranyag Gyalse Rinpoche. He was like the Mahasiddhas of ancient India and lived completely beyond concept. He manifested behaviour that knew no bounds, and Dokiense received both mind-to-mind -mind transmission and informal symbolic transmission from him. Well, one thing led to another, and Dokiense had many visionary experiences. In one vision he saw an old lady and knew that she lived near the place he was staying. He asked his sister, Kandro Losel Droma, and his parents to take her gifts of samphire, meat and chung. They found the old lady and she was a powerful wisdom eccentric. She was extremely ferocious and her activity was outside all common religious comprehension. She ate the meat and drank the chung immediately, but threw the samphire back at them, yelling, Hey Hong, Tom yours, why do you trespass here? bothering me with this trifling, turbid sampa. She gave them all water to drink. 
The water turned out to be the most wonderful cordial and they all felt completely refreshed. She then gave them gifts for Dolciense along with a message. Dolciense, listen to my words and take action. Quit the domain of organised establishment religion. Leave the hierarchic religious autocracy and be free. Liberate yourself from incarceration in the important Lama prison. Naturally, word of this got round and Dokiense was besieged with pious and pompous supplications from the ecclesiastics. You have duties, responsibilities, obligations and functionary commitments to fulfil. They quetched on a lot more, but it would be tiresome to transcribe their dismal discourse. All these requests were, of course, concerned with the wealth and prestige of the monasteries. They had little connection with the attainment of realisation. Dodrukchen was therefore lent upon to talk sense to the young Dokiense, but he said nothing for three days. Once the three days were up, he went to see Dokiense and said, The whole band of pot-bellied buffoons desire that you become a monk and they want me to persuade you that it's the correct thing to do. Well, that's a bunch of dog dung as far as I'm concerned. Jigme Lingpo wasn't a monk, so there's no reason why you should be a monk. In any case, it simply is not going to happen. My advice is that you should go into retreat for a period of time and then emerge as a nakpa. Dodrukchen gave him the hair vows. This is in order that you can never cut your hair again, and now they can never make you become a monk. Then he gave him the Gurkachanglo robes to wear, and said, You must wear the Gurkachanglo dress for three years. Then you can change again and wear another costume of your own discovery. You will be free then, and it will not matter any more what the bellicose bourgeois buggers have to say. Then Dodrukchen passed away. Dokiense changed his name to Yongdrak Ropa and began a life of wandering. After three years, as prophesied by Dodrukchen, he ceased wearing the Gurkha Changlo and wore instead a white sheepskin tuba. Oh yeah, Rinpoche exclaimed. There have been other yogis who have worn the white tuba, so this is not so uncommon as people think. It's often said that Dokiense adopted layman's dress, but this is not accurate. He simply chose the Dzogchen appearance. Dokiense discovered many teramas and was a wonderful lama. He was the Tsawai Lama of Paltrul, and there are many stories about him that I will tell. If I let you stay here, we will see what happens. Will you come back tomorrow? Certainly, Rinpoche. Why? he shouted. Because I want to learn. What do you want to learn? What did I want to learn? I knew by now that this was a loaded question. If I said I'd like to learn more about Tsar Paltrul and Dokiense Yeshe Dorje, then Rinpoche would say that I could learn these things anywhere. I could say that I wanted to learn about Dzogchen Menakde, but that was already on the back burner. 
I'd have to wait until such time as Rinpoche felt I'd be ready. I couldn't think too long or I'd be in hot water, so I replied, I want to learn how not to be an idiot. Rinpoche didn't move for a moment. Then he sighed. Then, entirely unexpectedly, he shouted with immense volume, Leave! Get out and don't come back! I was almost violently sick. I could feel vomit about to rise and got up extremely quickly to head for the door. Vomiting in Rinpoche's room was not an idea that appealed to me. My head was buzzing with so many thoughts that I might as well have gone blank. All I knew was that I was about to dissolve. As I was halfway out of the door, he shouted, Come back! Sit down! I did as I was instructed, and after a short silence he said in a quiet but stern tone, Do you know why I told you to get out? Because, I began without knowing how I was going to continue, I gave an idiot's answer. Yes, it was a Tomyor's answer. But why was it a Tomyor's answer? At this point, I could not comprehend why I'd come back. Rinpoche was probably just going to throw me out again, and I was feeling vaguely crazed. Then, as I sat there with, unbeknownst to me, tears rolling down my face, I said, because it's the answer I thought you wanted to hear. Then he surprised me again. Ha! Just as you say. Never, never do that again. Next time will be the last time. Do you hear? So, I will ask again. What do you want to learn? I decided it couldn't get any worse and I was going to have to launch in with the next lunatic idea that hit me. I want to learn how to understand, how to see clearly and see what is really happening in these stories and, I suppose, in everything else that happens in life. And you want this more than Zogchen Manak Menakde? For the first time, I knew exactly how I'd answer. I don't have that choice, Rinpoche. It's your choice. Yeah, he nodded with approval. This is true. This is completely true. So, I will give you the choice. You can have stories or Dzogchen. Rinpoche replied quite mildly. What do you say now? I want to understand Zogchen Menak Day, so I only want it when you feel that I can understand it. There is no point in receiving it before then. Oh yeah. This is a now very clever Tom your answer. But it is also a true answer. But you have learned how to give answers like this. 
So although it is a good answer, it is still coming from the mind of a Tomyo. Anyhow, because this answer is also a true answer, Kunzang Dorje cannot be shouting and must trust that you are not devious. It occurred to me in a moment of insanity to say, you sound disappointed, Rinpoche, but I thought better of it immediately and said nothing. Rinpoche eyed me suspiciously, almost as if he'd read my thoughts, and shook his head. Yeah, I will see what can be done with you. Maybe something can be done. Maybe nothing can be done. So, anyway, maybe I will let you come back tomorrow. Or maybe not. I do not know. Which do you choose? That you let me come back tomorrow, Rinpoche. Oh yeah, maybe. We will see. Now you leave.